Hello and welcome to another episode of Illa Governor the Podcast. I'm Abdullah. I'm Tom. And this is gonna be the weirdest fucking episode we've ever we've ever recorded, bar none, because there's a lot of weird shit to talk about this week, so <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Where do we start? Where do you wanna start though? Um I don't know. Um Kiss maybe? So, here's what happened. And I swear this is true. I'm not making this up. This is real. Look it up. Gene Simmons apparently woke up one day and said to himself, You know what? I want more money. I'm gonna try and trademark the devil horn symbol. Yep. A real thing. Yeah. I'm not making this up. Like, he woke up one day and said to himself, You know what? Guys, uh, I love being in KISS. We're, we're big, massive sellouts. We've pretty much hoard our name out to everything ever. But you know what we haven't gotten? Payments, copyright payments for hand gestures, which is the devil horn hand gesture. He's legit trying to trademark that, which you can't, you can't do because again, it's not a name. It's not a common phrase. It's a hand gesture. People make that the hand gestures all the time. You cannot trademark those. So yeah. 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 <laughs> it's real. I I can't. I, it's just like what was it a family member of Winston Churchill came out and went yeah I want to copyright the um, the two hold up. Um, the two finger square sign, you know, the V symbol. Yeah. You know, why? Just just because there's a famous picture of Winston Churchill basically saying up yours to, to someone. I know. And what was it? Uh, yeah, like I said, like I said to you before when we were, before we were, we were recording, this is like uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin going up to, to everyone and saying, I'm going to trademark the finger. You know, because I was famous for doing that, I'm going to trademark that shit. Like, fuck off. No, you're not. That's just a hand gesture. You know, you can't own that. You can't legally own hand gestures. You really can't. And if you say you can't, and if you think you can, then you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. So, it's it's a lose-lose situation for him. But then again, it's... But then again, kiss coffins and kiss condoms are real. So, you know, it's it's clear that kiss have no fucking shame. Yeah, this is the reason why we can't have nice things. But then again, like I think I was talking to Sam about this earlier today. I'm like, when has Kiss been relevant? Have they even dropped a new album? And how many have they even dropped a new album? I don't know. No, I think they've been touring recently. I think that's about it. Yeah, they've they've just been doing tours. They haven't been doing anything worthwhile. I mean, they did that Scooby Doo movie a couple years back, but that was it. The last thing I remember them doing is um god what was it um i remember gene Simmons made a appearance as himself on ugly betty quite a few years ago oh god that was like what 2008 or 9 probably even earlier actually now thinking about it yeah it's weird it's weird yeah fair. yeah um <clears throat> so He's not going to win it. <laughs> if he does, then I'll eat my fucking hat right now. 
I think he's not going to win. I think there's been a bit of an update since it, you know. So I, I, last I heard, like at the time of this recording, I heard that he dropped it. So better have <laughs> he better have because if he hadn't, then oh boy, it's going to be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Gene Simmons, go fuck yourself. You're an asshole. <laughs> That's <not what> <laughs> Sorry, I have no respect for the guy. But then again. <laughs> But then again, this is the guy who thought that making a deal with WCW was gonna was best for business. So, question: Was he on drunks when he came up with this idea? And secondly, has he run out of that WCW money? Because they paid him a shit ton of money to be on WCW for God knows how many appearances. I think he got paid more than the wrestlers when they did the concert. Yeah, good. Yeah, and didn't didn't like was it Kevin Nash and Scott Hall and Hulk Hogan had a. I had a thing in their contract. Every single time when someone appears, they get paid more money. They have to start paying them that amount of money. Yeah. <laughs> it was... oh, so imagine when they got Gene Jimson in there. How much money did they have to pay the Nash and Scott? Oh, God. <laughs> it was like Hogan. Hogan had like a set contract and he didn't. And, he didn't and, 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 and what was interesting about Hogan was his contract was so expensive. His appearances were limited to, towards during the NWO era, because he was just getting too fucking expensive for them, and they couldn't afford him. And you do, can you blame them? Yeah, I don't. I don't blame him. And then, and then Hall just went off the wagon, and yeah. That's never good. Thing. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah, Gene Simmons. Yeah, <laughs> dumbass. Uh... But that, but weirdly enough, that's not the weirdest story of of this today. Apparently, okay, Sonic Mania, new game, and you know, very highly anticipated video game, return to classic Sonic. Everyone's hyped up for it, and apparently they're doing this. Um, it's not, it's not, it's not something bad, but um, you know, it's it's it's, it's interesting because. You never really expect um, an eight-bit, an eight-bit uh, game to have like a vinyl, vinyl a collection, but they, but they're doing that. They're releasing the soundtrack on vinyl. Yeah, the, this is actually kind of a weird thing at the moment because uh, they are currently making a vinyl thing. The company that was doing this as well called Digital Disc, I think it's called, and um, this is not like their first time doing it. They've done a bunch of stuff for Sega in the past as well. If you want to go and visit their website. It's actually quite fascinating, actually. Um, when you look at their lineup, like their products, basically digital discs, they have done, um, to give you an idea, the first one was Streets of Rage, then they did um, Shamumi, um, or whatever it's called, um, Shamu. Um, they've, done, they've done tons of stuff when you actually look at it, you know. Um, they've done Streets of Rage, they've done Golden Axe, um, Shinobi, the number Revenge, number three, and when you go on the website, you can click on it. You can buy these limited edition um, vinyls as well, with different colors, different gradients, and stuff like that. And the Sonic one, um, many one looks nice actually. When you look at it, it's got a nice cover. It's pretty much like the art style of the game. And when you open up, it has like a double silhouette of Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles in the Green Hill Zone. Yeah, yeah. it looks really great. And it comes with, what is it, two vinyls? Oh, yeah, every, everything comes in two vinyls these days. <laughs> yeah, true. So, 
Yeah, it's it's interesting. It it's bizarre, but it's interesting. Yeah, because I never really thought uh, video game eight bits video game soundtrack would ever get released on vinyl, but here you go. What do you mean eight bit, sixteen bit? Yeah, um, yeah, it's bizarre. I don't, and I, don't, probably... I don't. I don't even know how it's going to sound like on vinyl, to be quite honest. Oh, you think that's weird? Uh, guess what they've been doing for people that've been helping out um, produce um, to promote the product. They sent out selected. Um, there's they selected the soundtrack and put it with cassette tape and sent it out to people. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> and the cassette tape it comes in is literally like a bright blue sonic color. That's that's a nice. Um... That's a nice item to have on your desk or something like that. Not not to play, yeah. but like a good little little ornament. Yeah, I mean, someone on Sonic or was it what, 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 sorry, Sonic Stadium actually got one and actually showed it off and actually put it in the into a cassette player and played it and it works and it plays all the songs and whatnot. Well, yeah, <laughs> it'd be weird if it didn't. Yeah, and you would have to um, what's it? You got side one. You have to put it in side one, and you flip it over. You put side two and everything. So there's that. <laughs> uh, take me back. <laughs> so yeah, they've done that, and I think it's kind of interesting that Sega are trying to really embrace with the marketing of the old school to it. You know. Well, I mean, they have to, otherwise, you know, before they, before Sonic Forces comes out and then that fails and then they blame, they blame its failure on Sonic Mania, <laughs> which, yeah, which you know it's going to happen. Yeah, true. Like, cause I predict, I predict like Sonic Mania getting really good reviews and then Sonic Forces is just going to get destroyed in, in the reviews. Oh God, yeah. It's going to be one of those type of instances and then they're like oh you know we're just not gonna do we're just gonna ugh Sega god what are they even doing what are they even doing I don't know I don't know man <laughs> but it doesn't stop there there's more weird products we have to get through and this is my favorite out of all of them but, yeah. but, but, but now we're no strangers to mar uh, marketing people, marketing out weird products with brand names. We've seen Star Wars uh, cookie jars, Star Wars, what was it, Snugglies, Star yeah. Wars, whatever. We've seen Kiss yeah. condoms, Kiss coffins. But this, this right here takes the fucking cake. You want to tell them what it is? I Sonic face mask I'm not we're not making this up this is fucking real the company that is doing it is called um Glenglow um they they make uh face masks on their gravity mud line and they're calling the sonic one gravity mud um fuming treatment sonic blue yep and the tube you get six, um, 15G, whatever that is in the tube thing. And, um, it costs, gonna cost you 14 pounds in the UK. Yep. And this is an officially licensed product by Sega. This is not a bootleg. This is an officially licensed product by Sega. You literally go on it, and this is the subscription of it. I'm gonna read it out. <clears throat> Collect all three limited edition 
Choose featuring your favourite Sonic characters, Sonic, Knuckles, Tails, for the ultimate gaming masking fan. Glanblow has produced, um, has uh, partnered with Sega and Sonic the Hedgehog to create hashtag gaming masking experience with the introduction for a limited edition Gravity Mud Framing document, an exclusive Sonic Blue. Gaming and masking has never been so sexy. Yep. <laughs> you can't. You can't. That, it says on the website. You don't believe me? Go and check it out. You, you can't. You can't make this shit up. This is real. This is. This is. This is. Uh, this is real. Oh my god! It is. Oh my god! There's. There's even a bit on the website on how how to use it. It is amazing. <laughs> Head on, to apply directly to the forehead. Head on, to apply directly to the forehead. <laughs> yeah, it, oh my god, it is bizarre. I don't know what to make of it. I'm weirded out. You know? I was like, I, I was speaking to my fiance about this, right? And I was told this already, but for anyone listening, um, what happened was I was speaking to Dill here and I, I told him, well, my fiance saw it and she said, I'm gonna, if you do buy this, right? I went, yeah. She said, I will question you for the rest of our marriage, but at the same time, if you do buy it, we're both using it. Oh, God. It, prob- so, it probably smells awful. I can imagine. So, yeah, my, my future wife basically condescending, but supported it at the same time. I can imagine it smelling like shit. Oh, I, I don't know. Oh. <laughs> I'm, I'm really, really am tempted to just buy a tube just to see what it's like. Also, they say, also, also they say collect the three different characters, but notice anything weird? Sonic is the only one who has his own solo portrait. Yeah, or basically you can get a knuckle one, which has Sonic on it. You can get a Tails one, which has Sonic on it. So what's the point? <laughs> so it's not different characters, it's just... Sonic, you, get, you, get, you just get Sonic in all of them. Yeah. I, I will say this, right? The, the presentation of the product, it does look, actually looks kind of nice. I will admit that. <laughs> I just, I don't understand the appeal. Who is this marketed for? Who is the audience for this? <laughs> Teenagers? I don't know. Gamers, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> it's a very weird marketing thing I've ever seen, but at the same time, it's like, okay, I buy it. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and you look at their other products, they're all like beauty products, but this is the only one that stands out because, again, it's it's Sonic the Hedgehog, and it's an officially licensed product from Sega, and it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, you're going to get money. <laughs> they're going to make money off this. <laughs> oh, God. I buy that for a dollar. I mean, people get upset over over fan art of Sonic characters online, but this is way worse in my opinion. This is this is this is horrific. <laughs> this is what more what what more horrific than changing the um, the arms of Sonic the Hedgehog to blue? <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I know what this is marketed for: man children who never let go of their childhoods. The other thing I find about it as well, it's just 
the pricing of it, 14 fucking pounds. I know. <laughs> Are you for real? <sighs> I mean, why is it 14 pounds? It's just, it should be like, what, maybe five pounds tops? Maybe. If, if just that's... say God, just want more money. <laughs> well, considering the considering where they are right now, yeah, they probably do want more money. Everyone wants more money nowadays. <laughs> Got to have money, of course. But yeah, this is the weirdest, <laughs> weirdest fucking product I've ever seen in my life, and I don't think anything will top this. Well, we well if they ever make a um. Dildo Groot, maybe. <laughs> I'm pretty sure someone out there already has made a custom Sonic dildo. Pretty oh, sure. Fuck's oh, fuck's sake, man. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that exists if you look hard enough. <laughs> you don't have to look hard enough to put it in fucking Google and there it is. <laughs> but, oh god, Groot dildo. Oh Jesus, that's horrifying. <laughs> I am Groot. <laughs> oh no, you want a Groot dildo a branch. There you go. That's your fucking Groot. Dildo. Oh, <laughs> That's your Groot dildo. The Spencers. <laughs> Groot dildo. Groot dildo. <laughs> I think we the title for this episode. Groot dildo, yes. <laughs> Oh, Groot Dildo. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. Anyway, moving on to good, to, to, to more interesting. Groot Dildo. Groot Dildo. I was like, I'm moving on to Groot. I am Groot. <laughs> I'm fine. Oh boy. Oh. Oh. Anyway. <laughs> um. Moving on to better news. Remember those NES, SNES, mini mini consoles that people were killing themselves over a couple months ago, a year ago. Yeah, the things that basically that basically you had to sell an organ or your soul to get one. They're back, and they're going to be harder to find this time. You want to know why? Because they're releasing Star Fox 2 for the first time ever, but the only way you can play it is on this. And we ain't talking about the beta version, we ain't talking about the one that got leaked online, the bootleg, well, not the bootleg one, but the unfinished version of it, the full version of the game. Yeah. That's thinking. Yeah. So, you're probably, I can see scalpers just snapping these up and they're going to go for like 10 grand on eBay. So, long story short, I'm on the game website at the moment here in the UK trying to pre-order it, right? Just to see. The whole entire site's down. It's crashed. <laughs> no shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I think 
Yeah, it's going to go for 10 grand on eBay, hands down. Because, for those that don't know, Star Fox 2 was never released. They had planned on doing it, but they never released it. And it wouldn't be until Star Fox 64 was the was the was the one the chronological one in the series up until this point. The reason why they're releasing it now, I'm guessing, because the over the years why they never released it on the virtual market was because they needed to sort out the legal agreements and stuff like that, and the royalty pays and so on, etc. You know, I think they're finally sorted that out, so they know who's getting money for what now. And it's getting released. Yeah, so it's, it's it's finally completed. Gaming history is like one of the most missed, one of the most, one of the most well-crested games of all time is no longer a fantasy. It's real now, and I'm I'm really hyped for this. But God, I don't want to spend so much money on this. <laughs> I really don't. I'm I'm still trying to go go on the site to refresh it. it the site is the, the game.co.uk website just just dead oh god <laughs> how much are they going for though 79 pounds and 99p but apparently the reason why this one costs more than the nes one this one comes with two controllers now so instead of trying to buy it separately and buy a separate uh, buy an extra controller now you're basically paying for the video game console and the two controllers fuck it i i, I usually don't pre-order shit but i might pre-order this because yeah yay because this is the only, I think this is the only way you'll get you'll get this. Because once it comes out, it's going to be hard to find. So, all I'm going to say, immediately when this falls in the hand of a software programmer or hardware programmer, who can rip stuff from it, you guarantee someone's going to rip that game from from this system and put it online. Well, they they do that now with with emulators and shit. Yeah, that what I mean. That someone's going to do it. You just need to wait. If you want to play that, that's that's going to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen, but it will happen. You know. So yeah, I might I might uh, pre-order this. Yeah, I'm 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 trying to. <laughs> Why we're doing the podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Professionalism. Uh, is... Oh, you can actually still get NESs on on Amazon. That's that's weird. <laughs> People still sell NESs on Amazon. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, you you can. It's doable. Yeah. Anyway, um. So keep that in mind, guys. If you want this, then. Yeah, you better you better either pre-order or wait till someone rips the game, and puts it up on an emulator or something like that. You know, if, you, if you're a lazy bastard who wants to get shit for free. <laughs> okay, this is just a weird piece of news that just broke. What What happened? Okay, painter Salvador Dolly body to be exhibit for um, for permanent suit. What? Yeah. I kid you not. This is a real piece of news that just broke. What happened? Let's see this. Come on, load. Keep 
in mind, this has just been reported on the BBC website as we're recording this. this is, uh, for those that don't know, I'm a big fan of Salvador Dali and Surrealist artwork, so this is quite bizarre and interesting to me at the same time. But I thought, wasn't his body cremated or something like that, or did it? Did it? No, it wasn't cremated. He was buried. It should be dead. It... What? So they've been gave order to dig up his body. He died in 1989, so he, would die, he died the same year I was born. Yeah, and I'm a huge, you know, Dolly fan. I, I really like his surrealism and art, but. This is just so surreal. <laughs> yeah. Just let that sink in. So what, is his body just going to be like mummified and, and everyone's going to see it? Yeah. Wow. Pretty much. <laughs> but abstract piece of art. Okay. But see, they passed order to do it. Okay, then. <laughs> what are they going to make him do? They're going to just, just hang him up there or something like that and basically just make him do the Macarena. <laughs> I want someone... You know the lobster telephone... I want I want yes. I want them to put that in his hand and have him like call someone. Oh god, by basically just have him cross leg and basically just on the lobster phone calling someone. Yeah. <laughs> Why sitting on on the sofa that look like giant pair of lips? Yep. <laughs> oh god. We did say this was this was going to be a weird podcast, and we have delivered. Yeah, this is weird. I, I, I don't think we can top this. Salvador Sorry, we went... Dolly's body to be exhibited for everyone to see. Okay, that's that's all I needed to hear, you know? <laughs> we went from Jim Simmons from Kiss trying to trademark the Devilhorn hand gesture. We went from, a, was it, Sonic Vinyl to Sonic Cassette Tape to a Sonic Face Mask, and now this. I don't think we can top this. No. <laughs> and we're only and we're only twenty six minutes in, <laughs> mind you. God damn it! <laughs> it just keeps coming. It just keeps coming. Like the weirdest news just keeps coming, and it's like, what the fuck, man? It's bizarre when you're talking about a video game, then we've got the releases finally getting released on a portable Nintendo Classic Mini system. Is your Normal news of the day, but man, that's that's not shit. That's not shit compared to Salvador Dali's mummified body being dug up and and being put on display. <laughs> oh god. Yep. It's like a, it's like something Terry Pratchett would come up with, like it's something from a Discworld novel, like someone dying and then having their body like for the world to see. Like, their mummified remains, like, for the world to see. Yeah, I can see that. Like, what is he... And I'm still on the game website trying to pre-order the Super Nintendo Mini Classic. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. 
I don't think we can top this. I don't think we can top this. This is like the the weirdest fucking news this week. Yep. It's only Monday by the time we're recording this. It's only Monday, and we found out news about Salvador Dali. Um, remains are getting dug up by the Spanish government to put on an art exhibition. <laughs> I guess I guess Spain is just that desperate for tourism these days. Like, That's a question. What does, what does Spain have? I don't. For tourism. I don't know. <laughs> It's like, yeah, we, we're we're not uh, we're not doing well on the tourism. I don't know why they're Swedish, but go with me. On this. <laughs> yeah, we're not doing well on the tourism. <laughs> we need something. What about? What if we dig up Salvador Dali and put him up on display? <laughs> we will make billions. And they're all just run by Swedish idiots. <laughs> <laughs> the art exhibition is run by Swedish idiots. Oh god. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I, I, I can't top this, dude. I really can't. Fucking. What do you say to this? What do you say to this? What do you respond to this? How do you say. Oh, Salvador Dali's fucking remains are going to be up on display for all the world to see on a museum. And he's going to be in a suit. And he had no children. And he, and he was just married. <laughs> One of his wife signed off on this. Who the fuck signed off on this? I, I don't know. Who would approve of this? Who would... <laughs> I mean, yeah, Dolly was a weird motherfucker, I'm not gonna lie, but... Is it an exhibition on... On how... And how death is like... And how death is... And... God, how I can put... How can I put this without sounding really offensive, but... Is it an exhibition meant to be like... How we... How anything can be put on display and we wouldn't care... Other, because it's just spectacle for us... Let's, I'm going to read the article out. Basically, a judge uh, mandated has ordered to extract, um, extraction of the body of, of Spanish artist Salvador Dari to, to give samples for a uh, party suit. A Spanish woman born in 1956, uh, 1956 said her mother, a maid, had a cultural affair with the painter in 1955. So basically, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what this has got to do with it, but this is in the article. The judge said that there is no biological remains or um, personal objects of the artist to be used in the test. So basically, they digged up the body, right? Because there's a maid that had a child, basically saying that his son is a biological thing. But the problem is, there's no biological maid of Salvador Dali to prove the fact. The Dali Foundation, which messaged the artist's assets, said. It will be approved. So basically, they thought, you know what, we, we're going to dig up the mains anyway. We might as well put them on exhibition. <laughs> you might as well, right? You know? <laughs> we got them out of the hole, guys. Let's put them up so everyone can look at them. You, you know, it's going to drive the crowd crazy. <laughs> we, need, we need the tourism. We're, we're lagging in the tourism. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell you now. 
hell, dude? Uh, well, it's Europe, dude. They, you know, it's it's ah, uh, it's Europe. And then again, well, Italians are classy motherfuckers, so you know they they probably own the art world right now by now. Apparently, this is not the first time this has happened, though. Okay, give me an idea, right? Richard the Third. A skeleton was found underneath a Leicester car park in 2012. Auctioneers hope that they have found the last um, platonic king, which is Richard III. The next year, it was confirmed the bones did belong to Richard III, who was killed in the Battle of 1485. The monument was instructed a little bit more fitting location of Leicester Chapel in, in 2005. So... It's won't be the first time they put someone with bones and their remains on exhibition. Yeah, it's not the first time. That's all we're going to say. I mean, but Richard makes sense because Richard, like, was one of those was was a mystery in himself because his death was really ambiguous and we didn't know how he died up until that point. And and a lot of people like questioned whether he really existed or not. But yeah, when they found when they found his um, remains, they're like, yeah, this guy really did exist and. And oh god, I don't want to get into yeah. this because Richard, I can, I, I can, I can, yes. yeah, yeah. Nelson Mandela's child was put on exhibition. What? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> this is a noble exhibitions. Um, Nelson Mandela's child, as South African president, lay dying in 2013. Three of the children who preceded him were in progress of being exorcised. It was his second son. It was the second time the bodies had been dug up. Mr. Mandela's grandson, Melson, had the first moved them from the family gravestone in 2011, auctioneer without the family's consent. That is fucking awful. Yeah. Pretty much what I'm getting at. It's not the first time this has happened. The BBC website's pretty much, the BBC News website say, here's some other examples that's happened. God, what the fuck, BBC? Like, have some <laughs> dignity. Jesus Christ, that's horrifying. <laughs> Yeah. That's... So they got Richard the first. They got and all this. All this was happening while he was dying. So yeah. so this didn't happen after he died. He while he was dying on his deathbed, this was going on. Holy <laughs> shit, dude! That's Apparently, people in Madagascar had had their bodies. <laughs> There's a, actually is a museum in. Um, now we're speaking about it. Um, what is it? Um, Fuck, what's that country that everyone goes to to smoke weed in pot? Amsterdam. Amsterdam, that's it. they got a museum out there that dedicate the whole entire world to the human body. And they actually got a dead baby that is in a jar. What the fuck, dude? And it's a whole history of living human organisms in bodies and... Um, they got a museum where people die and they put all their personal belongings inside a museum so people can go and see it. That's fucked up, dude. I, I'm not making this up. You need to see it. My, um, my two, of my three of my friends went out there and went to that museum. They got a whole tight human brain in a jar as well. It is a real place. It is one of those bizarre things. I've seen photos of it, but. But no, the the one that had babies in jars and stuff like that, and they're different birth rates and different sizes and stuff like that. A whole human body as well is really bizarre place, apparently. But 
But apparently all that was done in medical research and science to find out stuff about different cures, better, different diseases, and, you know, they keep these body in these gels or this weird chemical substances to keep them alive. Well, not keep them alive, but basically to keep their body contained so they can do more scientific research in the future. Yeah, I'm looking at this right now, and yeah, this is real. Brains in jars. Looking yeah. at this on Google right now. Holy shit! It, it looks like <laughs> it looks like something from 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 Futurama, but it's real. Yeah, it's actually quite it's actually quite a popular tourist attraction in in Amsterdam. Oh, this is this is really cool looking. This is uh, interesting stuff. I've never been, but I have friends who have been there, and they said it. Well, to give you an idea, one of my friends who went there when they had the baby because she only just became a mother, like, about just under two years ago at the time of this recording, so you can imagine her seeing a baby in a jar, you know? And not and just being a new, basically just not being a mother for that long, you know? And the baby probably in that jar at the time of this recording is at the same age as her child. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah, this is uh this is surreal, dude. This is it's the most surreal shit I've seen all day. What's the name of the website? No, the name of the place? I don't know. I'm just I'm just like googling up brains and jars in Amsterdam and it just pops up. My question is, was this museum inspired by the man with two brains? Dr. Fur 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 Fur? Yeah, that, how else would it be pronounced? <laughs> and for those who could get that movie reference, good on you. <laughs> just give me a sign. Any sign at all. <laughs> and just, the room just goes to shit. He's like, any sign at all. <laughs> <laughs> and he just basically, he's just like, what's this place made of? Use... Use newspaper. Everything is. See? Even the walls. <laughs> oh, it's it's Museum Voralic. That's it, yeah. Museum Voralic. Oh, God. They have, like, deformed skeletons and shit. Yeah. Yeah. Of um, disabled people and people who had Alzheimer's. Um, people who um, died um, with leukemia, ADHD. You name it. In that. Of all different ages. This is actually really fascinating. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. Uh, I'm actually. Wow, this is actually pretty cool. They got a sex museum out there, right? They do. <laughs> yep. They got a giant. They got a ten foot giant cock just before you enter the place. <laughs> oh, I, I love. I love the one with the skeleton, and, and it still has its heart in, in the rib cage. That's pretty cool. It's a gruesome place. It really is, like, really twisted. But all this was done for medical science use to study the human body, and they basically just kept all these bodies, and they put them on display for the public to come and see. And they still use them for examinations. Apparently, students out there do go to that place, and do they do use them as ex exhibits to basically explain to students this is how the human body looks like in different stages. And this would look like if this child was deformed. This would look like if this child had this symptom this is what this child looked like and you you know this is pretty cool 
Not gonna lie. Because <laughs> I'm into weird shit, and and this is this is pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> maybe, maybe add something like like that into your comic book, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Something goes to a museum of like weird, extraordinary bodies and stuff like that. Maybe I don't know. Because <laughs> this looks like something from D- of a David Lynch nightmare, you know. <laughs> oh, there you go. You, you made your joke. If you do put it in the comic, <laughs> <laughs> I can see David Lynch just walking around like just joy at this shit. <laughs> Basically, dancing um dancing through the field of daisies. He must must have gone there. I I refuse to believe that that man has not gone there at one point in his life because this is up his alley in terms of weirdness. <laughs> yeah, no. Um, shit. <laughs> we got off topic there. Uh moving on. Shit. <laughs> what, what were you even talking about? I don't remember. Shit. <laughs> When it went from the NES classic to Salvador Dali remaining mains to me mentioning Amsterdam and mentioning this weird museum. Oh man, this is a mess. Um, <laughs> I'm just, I'm gonna try to try to go back on try to go back and talk some talk about something less weird because we'll be here all day if we talk about weird stuff. Anyway, you want to talk about the Spider-Man news? Oh god. Um. Apparently, during an interview with Entertainment Weekly, Tom Holland and Kevin Feige went there. They spoke with the people there. Apparently, according to Tom Holland and Kevin Feige, was in the room when they confirmed this, so he think he gave it the okay. Um, the little kid in Iron Man 2, it's the scene when um, all the robots from um, Hammer Tech go all berserk and start attacking everyone, all the members of the public. It's the bit when there's a kid, little kid wearing an Iron Man helmet and wearing one of those Iron Man hand toys thing that should look like he's shooting a laser blast sort of thing. When Iron Man comes down and saves the kid and blasts the robot and says, say, good job, kid, and then flies off. Apparently that little kid has been confirmed. That little kid is Peter Parker. See, it wasn't pointless after all. <laughs> Everything is connected. <laughs> Everything is connected. <laughs> uh, that scene made that scene made sense. That that scene made something. That that that. Oh, who are we kidding? We're making this shit up as we will go along. <laughs> when you add up the numbers, it does kind of add up. That's all I'm gonna say when you think about it. Kind of does, but then again, you realize that Tom Holland is a 20-year-old playing a 14-year-old kid. Is he? Yeah, he's 20. Oh, figure. Although I'm pretty sure he's probably meant to be 15 or 16. Yeah, so, but to be fair, at least it's not like Andrew Garfield who was playing a 15, was it playing a 15, was it 15, 16-year-old who was meant to be, was it? And he was in his almost in his thirties. That's why they got him out. That's why they're like, "Yeah, we have to have him graduate because no one's buying this guy as a fucking, it's a fucking teenager." <laughs> and speaking of everything being connected, Amy Pascal mm-hmm. apparently still thinks that that 
that her spinoff Spider-Man movies are connected to the Marvel Universe for some odd reason. <laughs> she said it's an interview, and then Kevin Feige came out and basically said in another interview, no, only Spider-Man is connected. So, what was the point? <laughs> it's like, no, no, we're doing Venom in, in the MCU. It's like, no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're fucking not. <laughs> That's your mess. We don't want your mess. We just want the Spider-Man stuff. We don't care about anything else. <laughs> oh man, I just I can't believe they're still trying to, to to get Venom off the ground. Venom is just never going to happen. Like at all. What do you think gonna happen? Apparently, was it? They're saying Venom is supposed to come out. What was it? After. Avengers uh, Infinity War. And when when is Infinity War coming out? Two years? Yeah, not happening. Yeah. I'm pretty sure by by then Tom 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 Hardy <clears throat> would have moved on to better to better projects. Yeah. Well one of the things basically if they'd done this smartly, right? The way you would have done it, right? If Sony were smart about it, keyword key here being were. <laughs> you do the first one of film, right? Then going into, um, what's it? Um, Infinity War, the two part thing. At the end of the first part, you have Tom Holland as Spider Man gain the black symbiote suit somehow, you know? During the whole conflict. And um, during that whole conflict as well, he wears the suit maybe at the end of maybe at the end of the um, the second film he gets rid of it sort of thing and then it goes back to Earth with it and then he finds Eddie Brock and in the second film you introduce Eddie Brock, you have him not as Venom and then at the end of the film you have a teaser trailer, you have one teaser trailer with... Um, Eddie Brock gaming the alien symbiote suit. I don't think that's going to happen. That's the, the smart way to do it. That's how you build up the Venom, you know? <laughs> Key word here, you're trying to think logically when it comes to Sony. Well, I do try. Have you have you actually read the spoilers that came out for Spider-Man Homecoming? Because they're fucking, oh boy. <laughs> what is even Sony doing? I don't know. You, you tell me. I haven't seen them. You want me to spoil it for you, or do you just want to see the movie yourself? No, just just go ahead. Okay, before we do it, spoilers. Lots and lots of spoilers. I I just want to talk about what happens at the end. Because what okay. the mid credit scene. Wanna know what happens in the mid credit scene? Yeah, go for it. While Vulture's in jail, Matt Gargan shows up and tells him that he wants to, that he can help him extract revenge on Spider-Man. Fucking cool! I knew it was going to be the Scorpion in the next film. Yep, they're still trying to to, to make a Sinister Six movie. <laughs> Why? Uh, that's the logical step you can go to if you're going to make a, you know. That's the logical thing to do if you're going to build up to. If that's 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 the end game of Spider-Man. 
in his Cyro films. It's going to have to be the Sinister Six in the third film. Probably. I, I don't. I, I yeah. And I don't see the. I don't see this franchise lasting more than three movies. To be quite honest. So, so what they're going to do? Are they going to introduce a Spider-Man villain in what was it? So far, they got Shocker and they got Vulture. So far, right? So that's two. Now they got Matt Gargan. That's three. They're halfway down. Yeah. You know. So. So. So who are they going to have now? They're going to have what is it? If they're going to do the original one, they've got to have what is it? Craven, Mysterio, and Doctor Octopus. You know, I I kind of wish that, I mean, if they were smart, they would stick to the animal themes. So, so Doctor Octopus be one then. So Octopus, Vulture, Rhino, and Craven. Craven, that's what you think. Okay, is that six or how much is that? Vulture, Octop- <laughs> Vulture, Doc Ock, Craven. Scorpion. Oh, we need one more. Shit. Oh, and Rhino. Rhino. Yeah, Rhino. Rhino. Uh, no, Rhino. That's that fi- shit. That's five. Fuck. <laughs> yeah, but shocker. So you know that sort of the animal thing goes out the window. Yeah, because <laughs> I would have loved it if they just did animal themed villains. I'm like, yeah, that'd be pretty cool. I mean, if you're gonna do Sinister Six, you gotta do fucking animal right. themed. Right. My dream team of Sinister Six. If okay. Just including, if we have to have Shocker, we have to have Vulture, we have to have um, Scorpion. That's three already. So the remaining three, I would like to see Doc Ock, Craven, and Mysterio. Yeah, I would like to or see. Or if not Craven. Uh, yeah. I want to see on the big screen. <laughs> uh, yeah, I want to see Mysterio so badly. Um, you know who Mysterio. I, you know who I want to see play play Mysterio. Hey. Uh, did God, what's his name? Ah, oh, God, I'm gonna butcher this guy's name because he's you. You'll agree with me. He's fucking perfect for the role. You you know who who I like to see. Uh, Duran Dur- Norris. That's that's my go-to pick for Mysterio. Oh, not a bad choice. He tell me, he's, I, tell me, he wouldn't be perfect. And, oh, I can see him doing the over-top um, Shakespearean, like I am this character. Blah blah. blah. You, you know, very theatrical. I can see it. And he and he and he voiced Mysterio in the PS One game. So imagine that. You know, yeah. live action. I say yeah, this. I... I say this because I really liked him as Johnny Frost on on I Zombie. So, and I'm like, yeah, this guy would be a perfect Mysterio. Yeah, and he's the correct age as well. Who was he? He was a veteran in the filmmaking industry for making pyrotechnics and stuff like that, and special effects. Yeah. <laughs> you know who, who I would would love to see, but I know it's never going to happen. Who? Cool. <laughs> Bruce Campbell. I would like to see that, but you know, Campbell is just. Yeah. He's difficult, I know, but at the same time, he's been in the original Spider-Man film, so they're probably not going to get him. And secondly, as well, the only reason why I'm saying it as well is that there was that was it that artwork they got um, that artwork that came out a few years ago, and it was the original storyboards for Spider-Man Four, and he was going to play Mysterio in Spider-Man Four. Oh, I gotta look that up now. Oh, no, you don't know about? It. Oh my god, seriously, look it up. It got leaked like 
a year or two ago now. Um, just look up Spider-Man Four original storyboards, and they got they showed off was the Black Cat. They showed off um, the Vulture was in it, and they showed off a uh, Mysterio. And when Spider-Man walks him in through the police station and chucks him towards the police commissioner's desk, his helm he basically his bald head falls off, and it's Bruce Campbell. Oh yeah, I can see that now. It's Bruce Campbell. <laughs> yeah, you know, I would like to see that. I, can, I think Bruce Campbell can do it. You know, he has that personality as a Mysterio. I can see him. I can understand why they cast him in Spider-Man Four as Mysterio. I can see it. You know. Oh God, I forgot. Fucking. Oh, Malkovich was gonna be Vulture. Fuck, that would have been awesome. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would have been awesome. I forgot about that. Shit. Speaking of Spider-Man, did you hear what was it Kev, uh, Michael Keaton was doing on the whole entire set of Spider-Man Homecoming every single time after when they said roll? What? They said cut. Apparently he kept saying, I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> Just see him going around in the vulture up and say, I'm Batman. <laughs> Uh, he's like even in the trailer with him coming down with the glass roof that is a shot the shot of Batman hmm. coming for the glass roof in Batman 1989 <laughs> I think my favorite thing about Michael Keaton when, when it comes to Batman is like him just flat out saying I've never seen any of the Batman movies <laughs> yeah. it's, it's weird one the thing with Michael Keaton it's like he's gone from what was it playing playing Batman, to playing Birdman, playing a self-parody of himself in Birdman of a washed-up actor who hasn't done much, to now playing the Vulture. Someone, I remember someone actually asking that question, do you see the similar? He doesn't see it at all, you know? <laughs> He's he oblivious to it. It's like, what, I'm just playing a role? I went, no, seriously, do you see what's happening? You've gone from playing a bat to a Birdman, and now you're playing the Vulture. <laughs> <laughs> Do you see the thing running? I just, I just love Michael Keaton because he's one of those guys who you can tell does not give two fucks. <laughs> really does not care. He's basically just sitting there. It's like a bunch of fucking nerds trying to tell me well, what they're doing, what not to do. <laughs> so, so, so I confuse my life and stuff like that. Yeah, sure, I was Batman a long, long time ago. But, you know, it was a job. <laughs> I, I love that when they asked him about, like, the Batman movies, he's like, yeah, I haven't seen any of them, not even Returns, and I was in Returns. Yeah. <laughs> so I just love that. He's just so fucking blunt about everything, and I love that. that That's something we need more of, just people being fucking blunt about what they do. <laughs> so, so, Mr. Hardy, what will what, what you end up doing tonight? Oh, I know, just counting my money and just trying to figure out how many women love me. But so that a little bit in the mall? No, not at all. I love, I love that all the women love me. <laughs> and like, no, you got damn that handsome as well. But he's like, why do you think I did CBBC? You think I, I, I did it to for the money? Well, partially for the money, but I know that all the women will be watching me at that time. All the oh god, I just, I just, uh, yeah, I think <sighs> Spider Man's in a weird place right now. Like, it really is. It's like. Marvel wants to do their own thing and, and fucking Sony still just still wants to do their fucking dumb shit. And I just like 
Ugh. Why? Okay. <laughs> the sooner the Sony film division dies, the sooner that we can all relieve and actually be, hooray! Like, there must be a way for them to get the rights back. There must be, because this is just horrifyingly terrible. Again, I think Feige's doing a good job at the moment. I think he will get the rights back. He's pretty much said on book, he went, he wants all the rights back. And he's basically just playing the waiting game. He knows Sony's on their last legs at the moment, you know? In the film division. Yeah, and, and it's like, you can get those back. I mean, X-Men, forget about X-Men. You can get you can still get Spider-Man back. The two... I think the two he's gunning for at the moment, Spider-Man. Spider-Man's obvious. And the other... The other one he's gunning for, which he might have a similar chance of getting into the Fantastic Four. They might actually get those back because Fox is not going to do shit with that because they... I love this. They they announce a sequel, but right before the movie comes out, the movie bombs horrifically bad, and yeah, no sequel for you. Well, the thing is, as well, is that I can see it happening because they are buying the time. They have made deals with 20th Century Fox already. That's why Otto the Watcher was in Guardians too. They did a deal for that character, you know? So, you know, they're slowly making their way into getting the character. And the thing is that the reason why everyone wants Fantastic Four, Fantastic Four back so badly is because for comic book fans, it's sort of a shame that the first family of Marvel is not at home where it can be made properly, you know? Yeah, and I mean, it's... it's, it's- God, have you seen the documentary on the 1994 Fantastic Four movie? Oh, that's depressing. <laughs> I, I will give this much to everyone involved in that movie. You guys did your best, and fuck the studio. Fuck them hard. Because cause they didn't know. They didn't fucking know that the studio was going to screw them over at the end. They didn't know. They just came in and they were like, okay, we're just going to do a Fantastic Four movie. And what was then... the name of that documentary again? What? What's the name of that documentary again? Uh, Doomed. That's it, okay. Yeah. I remember watching that recently and it's just depressing. Like, because they were really passionate. They were like, they really wanted to make this movie. But then halfway through production, they just cut their funding. And they had to like, you know, sneak in and... And finished the editing while everyone else was away, and and they had to like steal the thing costume and shoot extra scenes because they wouldn't allow them to to shoot extra scenes with it. So it's just, it, God, it's so depressing. And I just I just fucking hate Avi Arad after after that documentary even more because he was just like, wow, dude, what a cunt. Have you ever seen the um? Was it the death of the soup? Um, the death of uh, Superman lives. That's a much funnier documentary, though. It is, but it's still depressing. That the um, the sad bit about it is that the producer that stole the um, was it the art guy's um, skull head design. That's the one thing that's sad about that. 
but but with that it's like it's a movie that cannot really exist because you look at the concept art and you look at the ideas and all this other shit you're like yeah this could never exist this could never happen because it's just it just too much ideas thrown in there and 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 burton's vision and and it's just like what are you even doing yeah. Plus, they wanted Walken as Brainiac, which is just like, why? <laughs> well, they did have the smart idea to have, um, well, you know. What, Nick Cage is Superman? <laughs> no, um, what's his name? Um, God, I forgot his name. Who played Lex Luthor in Superman um, Returns? Uh, Super, uh, Kevin, Kevin, Kevin Spacey. Yeah, they've got Kevin Spacey. One thing they got right. <laughs> it's such a weird cast. It's like, yeah, fucking Nick Cage is Superman. And I just can't see it. I just can't. Even even at the end of the documentary where you see test footage of him in the suit, I can't see it. I just can't. It's just Nick Cage well, in a Superman costume. I don't see Superman. I just see Nick Cage in a Superman costume. I don't see Superman. The thing is that they had, what's it? Um, Shana Bullock. Um, she was going to play Lois Lane. And I saw that and went, okay, I can see that. Kevin Spacey and Lex Luthor. I can see that. Well, you that, know, that, this, that, that, this, that, this, that happened. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah no, no what, what, what I mean is that basically that film kind of, I mean, the, the, the ideas were there and they had, they had the things going for it, you know? I guess, but it's just such a mess, and I don't like the way Burden handled things. I read Kevin Smith's original script. While not perfect, it was so much better than the one Burden came up with. Oh, God, yeah. And I just hated the way he treated Smith during production of that. It's like, he just he was hired just to write the movie, and he did, and then Burden came yeah. in to direct, and he's like, no, I want my people to write the script. And that is just so disheartening when you, for any writer to, to, to have someone come in and say, yeah, we're not going to do what you're doing, but you already got paid, so be on your merry way. Fuck off. I'm doing my own thing. It's just heartbreaking. Yeah. Well, BFM, Kevin Smith and Tim Burton never had a good relationship again with the first place. Well, yeah, I mean... And it's weird because Burton never struck me as the the egotistical type, but the, when you when you really look at his production and how and how he surrounds himself with with people he knows and how he refuses to work with people he doesn't know, it just it just kind of paints a horrible picture of him. I don't think he's a bad person. I just think he's very. He just he's just too too. He just wants a safe space, which is just like no, dude, no. Yeah, he doesn't want to come out of his comfort zone. That's yeah. that's probably the best way. But because apparently, what's that? I spoke to the people who filmed, who made the Superman film, that Superman documentary, and um, I asked them. I went, "Oh, how was it for, um, filming with Tim Burton?" And then they said, "They said it was surreal. He was a really nice, genuine guy. You know, that's what they said. He was nice and genuine, and it was nice to them." I mean, well, at least he bothered to show up for the documentary on, like, fucking Nicholas Cage. You couldn't be bothered. <laughs> they got everyone except for Nicholas Cage to pay on that, actually. Yeah, I know. Which is like, wow. You couldn't you couldn't have taken the paycheck, Cage, because Lord knows you need it. <laughs> Lord knows you fucking need it. It's just, it's just like, say, say to his producer, it's like, 
you can have this, but you just need to do it. I mean, oh god, and and I I just want to say this, going back to the Fantastic Four documentary real quick. If you're someone who likes Stan Lee, don't watch that documentary because it doesn't oh, but... paint him in a in a good light at all, at all. Yeah, they do make him as a bit of a dick in it. And he was a dick, like at the at the comic convention, someone asked him about. It. He's like, "Oh, they're working on a Fantastic Four movie, but I don't think much of it." Even though he fucking visited the set and was nice to everyone. And then he's like, no, I don't think much of it. Fuck off. <laughs> I love I love Reed Richards' actor just flat out calling him out on his bullshit in, in that documentary. I'm like, yeah, good on you, dude. Good fucking on you. <laughs> oh my god, I'm looking on that Doom website, the untold story of, of the Fantastic Four thing. And they are selling some of the original posters from that film. Yeah, you can get all the stuff. Right. You can get all the stuff from the website. Yeah, I'm looking at the moment. I'm just like, okay, the movie poster. So, so telling me you want this movie poster, I have to pay ninety nine dollars for it. But if you want me to pay the movie poster, signed by the director and the cast of the film, it's going to cost me two hundred and fifty dollars. I know <laughs> it's bullshit. <laughs> Then again, it's a Kickstarter movie, so they have to make their money back. Yeah, well, speaking of Kickstarters, I know a thing too about that now. <laughs> hey. Oh yeah, your 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 Kickstarter things is going up live sooner sooner or later. Can I quickly plug that? <laughs> yeah, you can. You can. You can, dude. We're almost done. <laughs> Just plug your shit. Right. And we um, leave. For those that don't know, I'm making a comic book called Guardian. Um, it's a passion project of mine. I've been working on for the last. God, since 2013, 2013, 2014 now, and I've been trying to get off the ground for the last few years, and um, I've run into numbers of hiccups from um, different offices, trading places, leaving me, couldn't do the project, and eventually now I've finally got a solid team in place of artists and creative people and um, editors and whatnot, and I've got them all to work on the project now. It's just need to be... It basically, it's done. Well, it, I wouldn't say done, but done in the sense that we've got a team together. We can now go forward with it. Now, here's the problem, as any Kickstarter is, that we need the money. We need the funding to get the comic finished now. And, um, I mean, the sto- all the stories written, um, the artist is in place, all the concepts done. Um, we just need the actual money to get the panels made, to actually get pay the artists to do the work now. That's pretty much what we need. And... Hopefully this Kickstarter will be raised and we can pay the artists to make the comic and also to get printed and shipped out to people who help pay pay for this comic to get made. So you get in digital format, you get in print format. There are also um, there's also extras on top of it as well. If you do support us, we will be making the art book of Guardian, which will feature all concept art, uh, black and white ink images of the pages, um, pencil drawings, um, the history behind it, the artwork and the designs and whatnot. We're also giving away character bios, so we're going to give, give, give away limited edition A3 character bios that will have like an image of the character with a bio about them. Um, we're only giving away two different versions of them. We're giving away 
Guardian, who's the main character, and we're giving away Mars the Destroyer, who's our main antagonist in the comic, who is the other bio. Um, pretty cool designs. I think you're going to love them. And the other stuff we're giving away, we're giving away T-shirts as well. You pay a certain amount, we give you a T-shirt with the design on it. And also, if you pay an, another amount, we are also giving away an A3 poster of the Guardian as well. It will be one of the covers. You will be able to get that as a poster. Pretty cool poster as well. And also little postcards as well signed by me. So you basically get a little postcard with my signature on it. So there's that. And there will be a Q&A video, which will be question and answer sort of thing. Me talking about the comic, giving you more insight on it, more of the world, more of the world building and so on, etc. And there will be a making of video as well. In the Q&A video will be like a, a short little thing about the making of the comic and how it came to be and etc. Okay, you're done. Yep. And we're done. So <laughs> thanks for listening. Check out his stuff. Donate to the Kickstarter if you want to. Kickstarter goes live on the 30th of June. Okay, 30th June. Donate to that. Thanks for listening, everyone. Weird episode, I I know, but yeah. (laughs) Blah. (laughs) Anyway, uh, see you all later. Bye-bye. Get to the chopper. Get to the chopper.